Uh, welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Well, there was a bear there, all black and brown and covered in hair. everyone i'm comma and you can find me at comma splice on blue sky and today i'm joined by chicky hey i am chicky and yeah i'm gonna do blue sky too i am actually chicky on blue sky this is the first time i've ever actually gotten the username chicky on anything i'm so excited about right it. i'm so excited to get comma splice yay and Devin. Hey, this is Devin GD Harpo, still on Twitter somewhat. Devin's Devin's um, sticking it out. Devin's I, in it for the duration. I just I just saw all the blue sky in the uh in the podcast chat and I was like, what exactly is blue sky? I think I remember seeing that, but didn't really do any research into what it was. It's like Twitter, but better and before, but better without, before Elon Musk. So oh God. It's, it's like he's actively trying to ruin it. So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Go down with the ship. Well, <laughs> we get invite codes. I'll send you one. <laughs> yes, I will now look into a blue sky so I can keep up with that. Anyhow. Um, so, we're here today to talk about Aria 9 from A Storm of Swords. Uh, we'll be spoiling everything, show and books, if you're joining us for the first time. Um, I don't think we have to do trigger warnings. Uh, well, kind of maybe for violence. I was going to say, what a refreshing change, but yeah, there's right. a little violence. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, there's some a little, violence. The, the hound is here, so there's yeah, yeah. There's a little bit. <laughs> um, so this is this is uh, Aria and uh, Sander on the road, um, and. Um, Arya is not exactly passive about this whole experience, and she keeps uh, trying to either escape or to leave clues to her trail by carving her names on trees, but he's on to her, and there's kind of a very amusing threat he gives. I mean, I can't say it. Well, in the, you know, the scheme of a song of ice and fire, it's funny um, because it is a man, <laughs> you know, a child, but he's like, yeah, you keep doing this, and, you know, I'm going to, like, bind your hands then i'm gonna bind your feet then i'm gonna like basically he's gonna basically make um uh like a burrito of her and carry her around it's <laughs> basically what the <laughs> um aria is under the impression that they're going back to king's landing that sander's gonna take her back to joffrey and cersei um, this is actually a very short chapter so i'm just gonna kind of break it up into actually i'm just gonna go through it and we can talk about it. Um, it. This is not a fun journey for anyone. She's got a fever. He totally is not like caring about it. Um, she keeps looking over her shoulder, thinking that the brotherhood without banners is going to be coming. Um, I think she kind of wants to, at this point, um, rejoin with them. Uh, they reach a raging river, which she thinks is the black water. Um, and he he has to get someone to ferry them across, and they want like a very exorbitant price. And he says, "Sure, I'll pay that. You know, when you get us across, on my honor as a knight." And it's 
sounds pretty harrowing. I mean, they're like in this on this boat and they're like at one point they almost oh, this sounds this sounds way more than harrowing. I mean, this sounds nuts. Like white sounds water. like a crazy journey. Like white yeah. water. Yeah. And and it seems over so quickly. Like I don't feel like we spent enough time there because it felt yeah. like it was done so fast. Like the water's rushing. There's some sort of like at one point the boat nearly co- collides with an uprooted tree. And the men are trying to like I don't even quite know what they're trying to do, but somebody dies. I mean, it does not sound like a good time. And they're soaking wet. They're absolutely and she's got a fever. She's sick. Yeah, it to me it sounded like what they did was like they somehow each got a part of the tree that it uprooted and tore a piece of it off or like yanked on it as hard as they could to move the boat or move it out of their way. And then that guy just dies. <laughs> I was just like Yeah, that's, that's brutal. That. Goodness. And they um well they cross. And then the man I love my favorite my favorite part of this is where Arya's like thinking about going overboard, thinking this might be her chance to get away from Sander. Oh. And even she's like, Oh Maybe I don't not. know. Yeah, once yeah, like that guy, she, she once remembers that guy goes like, over. <laughs> yeah, like wasn't she remember that John said she swam like a fish, but she's like, Yeah, this is this is not Yeah, fish. I have a feeling he was probably watched Martin was probably watching a Western on TV or something. Cause this, this totally seems like something that would be happening in one of those, you know? Yeah. It was crazy kinds of, you know, they're trying to ford a stream or something or a raging river. But, um, th- so they get across the river and the men want their money. And what he does is he gives them the piece of paper Barrack had given him for the 9,000 dragons or whatever and says, well, you can have 10 of them. Don't spend the rest. I'll be back, uh, which I love. And he also, you know, like, he, they, they're like, well, you swore on your honor as a knight. And he, of course, is like, knights have no honor. Yeah, I love it how this poor guy is just like clearly can't read. And he's just looking at this paper going, writing? What am I supposed to do with to writing? Do with- <laughs> um. They move on and they try to camp. It's always it, it. It sounds like they can't even get the fire going. It's just utterly miserable. But they have this this little conversation and they're talking and somehow a mention of Gregor comes up. And um, you know, Arya is like, "Well, I've met him and I've you know he names his men and and Sander I think is maybe a little like shocked at that. Um, but they talk about her encounter with them. And then he's, he brings up Sansa. Um, he's clearly not obsessed with there. I mean, uh, oh my God. and he talks about, you know, his version of rescuing her and how Sansa sang for him. And it, it's they're They're such a funny little, little duo here. Um, okay. Well, here's, here's the funniest feeling that I had watching this is like, as combative as they are, obviously, in all their conversations, Sander is actually not that bad at handling a child. No, it's actually pretty like, good. I mean, obviously, he uses violence and things that you would never want anyone to do. But you can tell that he has had to, like, deal with Joffrey, child Joffrey for years. And he just kind of knows how to deal with her. It's a funny thing. Like, he he just is kind of constantly heading her off and knowing what she's going to do, you know, three steps ahead. He's actually pretty good at managing her. Yeah, 
It's it's not like an adult who's never been around a kid and doesn't know that like you really need to watch them every second and you can't turn your back. He knows. He's he's on to her. Yeah, yeah. I mean like Well, yeah, to the point to where even she like each time she does something and she catches him, she thinks that's the end of that, like I'm not even gonna try it again. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, she's been I'm... she goes into the He's... woods when she goes to um pee, she's like carving her name on the tree and she gets away with it like four times and then he catches her and then like that's an end of that. And I'm like, Okay. Well, and what's funny is she she kind of once he catches her at something, she doesn't seem to really test him at it again because it, it, he just, you know, he's pretty good at just shutting her down. It's I don't know. It's just kind of funny because you've seen Arya deal with all these different adults that she's kind of learned how to handle. <laughs> she just kind of lets him handle her. It's funny. Well, and it's it's very much like like sometimes like, you know, a grown up will use a. I've seen it with like my friends' kids or whatever. And I remember back to childhood when like somebody would use a particular voice or they look at you or something, you knew that was it. Like you're not you're not doing that again, or it's gonna be real bad. And I think he's he's clearly got the voice and the look and you know. Yeah. It's like it's like the third grade teacher that no one messed with. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. there was there was always like a teacher who could get <laughs> control of any crazy kids. Now I want a fanfic of that. Um <laughs> Oh God! School Sandor, third grade teacher. <laughs> Somebody should write that. Um, I also think so. They they um they are um they're having this conversation, and he, he he's like basically he like what are you talking about with the Blackwater? Don't you know where you are? He's like, no, that was the trident we just crossed. I'm not taking you to Joffrey or Cersei. I'm taking you to Rob. And that's how the chapter ends. Well, what I love about it is there's a flavor of why don't you realize this? Like he gives her enough credit for being intelligent enough that she should understand what he's doing. Yeah. So it's this great little dynamic and this great little relationship they've got going on. And it it's, there's a lot of fun little nuggets in here. Like Arya is really, the, people keep mistaking her for his son. And she's really, first of all, she's pissed that they're thinking she's a boy. And also that, you know, she could possibly be his daughter. That's, that seems to be what's really riling her. Yeah. She doesn't want anyone to think that they're related. And I thought the conversation where he keeps talking about Sansa, and I always forget how young he is. And partly that's because of the show and the actor who was cast as him was much older. But like he's like what he's supposed to be like twenty five or something like that. Yeah, I mean, he's a little he's a little older than Tyrion. Yeah, like he's older like, than Tyrion. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like maybe twenty six or twenty seven at the oldest. Still way too old to be thinking like this about a twelve year old girl. Obviously, uh, yes, oh. obviously. But, um, yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's one of those things where, you know, so often in A Song of Ice and Fire, we get to know characters so well that even when they don't have a POV, we kind of wish we knew what was going on in their heads. And there's a little of that with Sander, because it's like, when you left King's Landing, is this what you envisioned your <laughs> your trip through the Riverlands being like? Is this what, you know... And there's kind of an element, too, here of, like, you know, wondering what his end game is. I will get a little bit more of it, I guess, in the next Arya chapter. But, like, you know, where does he think he goes that the Lannisters aren't going to hunt him down or, you know, Joffrey? Yeah, that was some of the thought I had reading this chapter. It's like, well, what's, 
Okay, yeah, he he gets her there, gets her to um to rock, but then what? Like, what does he expect from there? And so, and but like you yeah. said, we'll that more in the next chapter. But yeah, I definitely thought of that a lot throughout this one, and it was just so I can see like her frustrations, particularly at the beginning of the chapter when she I and mean, she just doesn't know where they're going. Um, and this chapter also felt like, oh, if he just would have told her from the beginning, like, this is where we are. But as you said, like, she, he gives her, like, some credit, like, that she is intelligent um, and would likely know where they are. She just doesn't have a way of figuring out, because I know throughout the chapter she talks about how um, it's been raining so much and it's been dark, so she has, like, no sense of where they're going now. Yeah. It's a good, this is such a good buddy dynamic. And what, what I will say is I, I don't remember exactly how the show did this, but they did kind of manage to capture a little bit of this flavor. It was one of the few things that they kind of managed to, to portray well. Yeah. Yes. It was just, the, just how cool this dynamic it. is. This sort they of like, you know, very well. accidental murder friends <laughs> dynamic that they have. Well, and yeah, I think that idea of like grudging respect for each other, um, frustration, that kind of thing, they they definitely captured. Um, well, and you you get elements of it here where they're both, you know, the younger siblings, and you know, like they they actually do have some weird things in common. They relate. <laughs> exactly. So, did we have any mail for this one? Uh, yes, we do. Um, so, our first piece of mail um, from Savic on Reddit. All right, you won't get of me too soon. And since I'm not so sure if you solve the technical problems with the Gmail yet, I'll just keep using this place for commenting questions. Uh, maybe these are more observations than actual questions. But anyhow, who else got fired up uh, for an encounter between Brianne, Jamie, and Sandor and Wins while reading this chapter? Wouldn't they make a great team for a discussion about knighthood and honor? <laughs> Yeah, they would. I hope we get that. that yeah, nice. it would be a interesting conversation. I, I feel like Sandor and Jamie are much more alike than either of them would think they are in that regard. Well, and they they know each other really well, so it actually would be interesting to see them have a conversation because they know each other very well. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, and by the way, the technical problems have been fixed. You can, and I will have that at the end um, where you can send us messages. Okay, nice. Um, Also still from uh, Savic, in the beginning of the chapter, Arya observes a pale body of a dead animal or whatever it is floating along the river. Did anyone else feel somehow involuntarily reminded of Catelyn? Obviously, it isn't Catelyn, because at that moment, she's still alive. But to me, it somehow felt like a typical Georgist, Georgist foreshadowing poetry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so funny, because I had the same thought. I was like, oh, this is probably a person, and she just doesn't want to have that thought. Yeah. Well, and there's definitely, I mean, this book is smack, is just chock full of the foreshadowing of, of uh, what's coming per, so i think it's particularly like, yeah. these chapters oh. yeah um our last piece of mail from buck o'hare on discord um, what if sandor had joined rob before the red wedding boy i don't think that out well 
Maybe there'd be it's, more dead people. I don't know, but um, dead um, phrase and stuff. But I don't think it changes. Anything. I don't know how. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it changes much. Well, my question is: Does Rob kill him? I don't know. It's hard to know. Rob is changing a little bit toward the end of things for him. I don't know. I mean, they still attend the wedding no matter what. Arya probably attends the wedding at this point. God knows what else yes. done to her. Um, although potentially, you know, Catelyn's more focused on her. I don't know. I don't think it it makes a huge difference. Well, Arya would have just ended up, you know, a prisoner Hostage. of the phrase. Yeah. Well, and maybe Catelyn would have been alive, but I, well, which would have changed some things, but I don't think like, I don't think it saves Rob. I don't think it saves. No. The, the North, it's all pretty much. It, it basically yeah, I don't means. I think any of that changes. It would have actually been Arya married to Ramsay probably. And it probably would have meant the death of Sander at this point. That's probably yeah. what, what the difference yeah, would yeah. be. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else? Ah, it's good. It's a good moment. These are, these are the little things in Storm of Swords that make it such a fun book to read. These little chapters. Okay. Well, if you would like to send us a message, you can do so again. <laughs> you can go to close the door and come here dot uh, com. Uh, you can email us at close the door and at gmail.com. Um, for now, we are on what are we calling it? X Twitter at door podcast. Uh, I don't think Blue Sky has DMs, so that's not really going to help. But I guess you could send us a. I don't know. We'll figure that out later. You can uh, you can always hit us on Tumblr. There are always yeah. anon messages on Tumblr. Um, please like and review us wherever you listen as it really helps new listeners find the podcast. And lastly, please consider supporting us on Patreon. And you can do that by going to patreon.com slash close the door. Thank you to all of our, our the people who are currently our Patreon supporters. And uh, I'm closing the door. Get out.